Hey guys, don't forget we're doing an athletic NBA show, No Dunks, NBA Summer League meet and greet live Saturday night, July 8th at 4 o'clock over at the BetMGM Sportsbook at MGM Grand. Come out and meet me and all the rest of the folks on the Athletic NBA show, the No Dunks crew, we're all going to be there. Get to meet some of the folks that are behind the scenes too. It's going to be a great time. Hope to see you there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Keith Parrish. Or something. Free agency news is completely slow to a trickle, Keith. And Summer League, just starting out, California Classic kicked off last night. We're recording this Tuesday. And Keith, we um, don't really have any news. Do you want to talk about Summer League games from last night? I, I'll talk about anything, Dave. Uh, you shorted the Utah Summer League. Also started on Monday. Maybe NBA execs are celebrating the july 4th here in america and deciding not to make you know any trades any big news i still remember back when gordon hayward left the utah jazz on a july 4th i remember the party i was at that was big news maybe all uh nba executives got together and when they set the league calendar they're like listen we can't kick off on july 4th anymore i have my famous ribs and barbecue night and I don't want to mess with that. No. Um, I, well, yeah, the funniest talk... outcome, Keith, is for us to do a podcast about nothing and then for like Damian Lillard to get traded tonight while the fireworks Oh, that's are what they should do. While the fireworks are going off, they should sneak out the Damian Lillard trade. Yeah, they could do it then. I mean, honestly, with the way that uh, Nikola Jovic and Jaime Jaquez, uh, the rookie for the Miami Heat, they were so good in their first games. They're driving up that trade value. Maybe that really terrible offer that the Heat have put together for <laughs> Damian Lillard not looking as wait, terrible. Not a Tyler Hero fan in Portland. I, Listen, We have a Tyler Hero at home. His name's Anthony <laughs> Simons, and he's better. No, get, oh, that, man. get, that, you get that junk away from me. I, I, I don't know, man. I, it's It's feeling more and more like he's not going to be able to wind up in Miami. I, I, I don't know that Miami, uh, Miami has enough to get Dame from Portland. Um, so it's gotta be, knows? here's what I want. I don't want anyone watching fireworks. I want all GMs on like, what do they use for? Is it still cyber dust? How do they communicate these days? <laughs> signal, I want signal. them. It's, it's all signal, communicating. Man, it's... Like we got, this has got to be a five team deal. I need James Harden included. Needs to touch James Harden. Like, can we also move Tobias Harris? Can Nurkic also move around in this? We got to make something happen. I mean, I see the Hornets. They got like Gordon Hayward's contract. What are they doing with that? They need to go sign PJ Washington Hornets. What are you doing? Um, also, you need well, to not lose your uh, first summer league game by a humiliating fashion. Yeah, that's um, awful. When you get doubled up by the non by the Wimbyless Spurs. I don't, I get everyone, kids don't get too carried away with summer league, but also get carried away with summer league. It's what we do in early July. It's great. No, I need a huge trade where all these things settle. If Daryl Morey can't come to some form of solution with James Harden to get him to stick around. I need all these pieces. Maybe bulls. Well, this is what I want to talk about next. What? 
James Harden. Okay. We are not talking about him. We're, we're talking Dame first, right? James Harden's now on the back burner. You feel like we need a Damian Lillard trade before we're going to get a Harden trade? I don't know. I just want to know the Suns. Who's in the Suns? They're doing a good job in free agency. They have extreme limitations with what they can do. And I'm impressed. Like Eric Gordon on the minimum is a great signing. That's an amazing signing. An yeah, amazing Jones, signing like... for the Suns. I continue to be confused by other NBA teams who are like, are they just like Eric Gordon doesn't want your $6 million offer. He's going to go play for the minimum on the Suns. I'm Eric always Gordon's confused. wanted to play in Phoenix his whole life, though. Yeah, probably, I mean, this is he signed I mean, an offer is, sheet. What in 2013? That's right. Yeah. I mean, he's been trying to get there for a long time and, but it's a good shot at a ring. And I think that that's what you're saying. I mean, a lot of these guys probably weren't getting much above the minimum, but when you're going to play in Phoenix, that's a high profile team. Now you're going to be on TV a lot. I mean, you're just going to be seen more and there's a lot of value in that inherently. And then you're back on the market next summer when hopefully more competitive teams have money yeah. this year. If you were a free agent, your choices were, you know, sign for a lot less to go to a contender or you hope San Antonio was free or you're Fred Van Vliet and you go to the hopeless situation in Houston this year, you know, and I just think that, I don't know, this isn't a bad way to go, especially 34 year old Eric Gordon. I mean, he's going to just shoot wide open jump shots. All Well, if we're, if we're talking about a chance at a title, which is clearly what the Suns are pitching to these free agents. Also uh, year round comfortable golfing, like that's available. Because if I'm thinking about title world class hiking, if I'm Eric Gordon, all right, you got the Suns. What's my role going to be? Possibly as like closing guy, he could be the fifth guy mm -hmm. in like a uh, Beal, Booker, Durant, Ayton lineup. But I also look at some of these other teams who also honestly have done a good job in free agency. I think with with pitching the hey you you want you want a ring chase like wouldn't going to the Bucks be maybe a better fit like if Eric Gordon goes to the Bucks the Bucks picked up a uh, Malik Beasley who was unplayable in the postseason Unplay for completely. the Lakers but like we've seen this guy as like a you know average three and a half made threes per game guy before on okay teams like maybe he revives himself in Milwaukee uh if you're Eric it'll Gordon, be an easier job there for him so I mean well, you know, yeah he I think you would get better look but also I feel like there's a more proven path to playing time right like, maybe again um alongside Booker and Durant and Beal. I don't know. It feels like there's some skill overlap with Beal and Booker. It seems like on Milwaukee, he could have had a, a more clear cut path to closing minutes, 100%. playing alongside Drew and him. Also, I look at like the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat have, they're biding their time. They, they've, they, they unloaded the Oladipo, Oladipo salary to the Thunder. But like they picked up Josh Richardson for the minimum, which is, I get a home run a signing pickup. Yeah. yeah. For these teams, they can't do anything again. I'm like, uh, maybe I'm a Grizzlies fan. Who I'm like, why couldn't we offer him like more than a, seems like maybe Derek Rose still has well, a lot of the tank. Who Derek knows? Rose has the gravitas for the, uh, that, that he well, needs the locker room gravitas. Locker room. Sure. And sure. I think that that's um, what that is all about. But like, I, I love that signing for the heat, but also like good job for the heat picking up a, a veteran on the minimum. But I, I think Eric Gordon, maybe going to the, Going to the Heat would be a good option. You know who else probably has a roster spot for a veteran who can hit threes? The world champion Denver Nuggets. I know they picked up Justin Holiday, but like Justin Holiday was not uh, spectacular the past couple of seasons. I think Eric Gordon might have more in his tank than him. 
if I'm if I'm just ring chasing, that's all I'm doing. Seems like maybe Eric Gordon going to the uh, the Nuggets would be a pretty fine landing spot. Yeah, uh, you know it's funny. Um, I think that we haven't talked enough in the last four or five days <laughs> that free agency has <laughs> happened. Feels like forever. Uh, yeah. But Miami is kind of up against it. I mean, they took some significant hits to this finals team. Um, I, I think missing out on a guy like Eric Gordon is now it's a huge deal because I mean, hell he, he would have played for them in the finals this last year. I, you know, I think so. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting because like the Max Struess thing, when the team's winning, you're like, all right, well, this guy has a big role, but like his numbers in the postseason were not particularly good. Max Struess's numbers in the regular season last year were not very good. He had a massive true shooting dip from the previous season, and they look at the offers for him. They're like, all right, we can't really match that. Um, and then the, so like may, maybe like maybe they'll miss him. Maybe they'll find the next guy. I don't know. Maybe they well, have I mean, a yes. this magical ability with that heat culture to, to, to like fill in the next guy. Also, you think of like Gabe Vincent. That feels like a massive loss. Speaking of free agency wins, that's a guy who Lakers. signed for less than the than the, the total MLE or the full MLE to join the Lakers. I mean, maybe I, I always wonder this is like an is like an outsider just fan. Is there something to the does like the bloom come off the rose when you get a, a heat culture guy out of the heat? Like it's you've similar seen to the Josh Spurs. Richardson before. I know he's coming back, but like Josh Richardson Spurs back in the day. Back Gary in the day. Neal, right? Yeah. yeah uh, you Gary know, these Neal, guys, they would yeah. they would have a great year and then they would go sign a big free agent deal somewhere and, and they wouldn't be able to do the same thing. But I, I think that Gabe Vincent number one, he's, he's a good player. He can play. Yeah. Uh, number two, the si- situation he's going to with the Lakers. I mean, that's potentially better for his role than even what he did in Miami In Miami. He was kind of asked to do a lot, especially if he, he was the second best player really offensively for them for, for a large stretch of the, of the playoffs. So in LA, his role is going to be so different that maybe he's, he gets to play even better because he's going to be more contained in his game you you don't know Could be. Yeah. but it i mean with lebron and anthony davis and the power that they have offensively you can see that part of his game coming much easier than it did in miami yeah also i'm thinking about how good the lakers could be this year i mean based on their trade deadline moves from last year mm-hmm. and like not all of them panned out but like the contract they have just like Jared Vanderbilt on is a steal. The contract they got Austin Reeves to agree to stay to, I know that was the maximum they could offer him. And you thought maybe, I mean, if you're Austin Reeves' people, you have to get another team to to give you an offer sheet. And that didn't work out. But like now it looks like Austin Reeves is signed to this incredible value contract. If AD and LeBron can keep up what they were doing, I mean, maybe the, maybe the D'Angelo Russell d- deal's a bit rich, but like, the guy could play. Yeah. Like no, maybe maybe he's that, out of your rotation come the third round of the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. But like he's gonna help you get to the third round of the playoffs conceivably. Also, the Delo deal, now this new NBA deal where maybe it's not a real deal. Like this is like the NFL <laughs> the now. Fake second year. Jock you know, Landale signed a yeah. thirty-two million dollar contract with eight millions guaranteed. I was like, what is he a linebacker? I've never, I've never seen this deal. I thought the players association in the NBA was strong. We don't have these fake <laughs> deals. Now I was like, well, now I can't even figure out like, did Brooke Lopez get a true $45 million deal or is some of that fake? 
I do know Dylan's money is real. Count it. Four years guaranteed. Wow. Go Dylan Brooks. That's, that's amazing. Um, you know, the Lakers, the Lakers, I think, have pretty much nailed every deal. I mean, bringing back Rui Hachimura is great. I, I don't know about the money. Like, I think that's a lot of money, but they think very highly of him. And I don't actually care all that much. You know, it doesn't matter how much money he makes to me. I just care how he plays. Um, I think the only thing you worry about is losing Dennis Schroeder. I think what he did for them defensively in the playoffs, that was kind of a big deal. Um, and you hope Gabe Vincent is, is at least as good, right? And I would probably think so. will be. Yeah. I mean, I think defensively, that's not an issue where I worry about Gabe Vincent's game. Maybe I'm too much of a Gabe Vincent doubter. I'm like, is this, is the offensive punch? Like what if that, what if the shooting dips at all? Like if, you know, if these percentages go down two percentage points, like then how does this help you? But as far as the defensive fit, I mean, I'd rather have Gabe Vincent for for what he signed than what uh, Dennis Schroeder signed for. Slightly confused by the Raptors. Did they was that a panic? We got to have somebody to dribble. We've been confused about the Raptors for a while now. I I don't know what's happening there. I do love. I mean, uh, as we bounce around these free agent signings, uh, a giant pat on the back to the Raptors getting another six foot nine guy. The Jalen McDaniel signing. I honestly yeah, love it. I think that one. is a great value signing. Um, the Schroeder seems too much, but like, I think it was two years, $9 million total. Um, that seems like a good deal. Going back to the Lakers, another cheap guy was Torian Prince. Torian like Prince they, is a, it, a beautiful yeah, pickup it, for it, them. Like they essentially traded Troy Brown Jr. to the Timberwolves for Torian Prince. And that's just the type of guy you need. You just need wings who are six, eight, who can guard and knock down some threes and to get them for cheap again. What are the other teams doing? It seems like make these make these contenders have to limit who they can pick. It seems like the Lakers got to keep everybody they wanted. I mean, maybe they didn't want to let Mo Bamba walk for nothing or Malik Beasley walk for nothing, but they kept D'Lo. They kept Rui, who I think still has the highest three-point percentage in playoffs history. In playoff history. Uh, yes. For his career. Um, he torched my Grizzlies. I know that in the first round. But, the um, yeah, it seemed like the Lakers got to keep whoever they wanted. Um the Suns got all the minimum salary guys they wanted to come in. Maybe the Heat will end up with Damian Lillard. They'll get all the things they wanted. The rich are getting richer. I don't like it. Lakers and Suns had the best summer so far to you? I guess free good, agency so far. That's a good question. I I haven't. I'll be real. I've been eating hot dogs all day. I haven't studied up. Also, Twitter broke. And, and Twitter I, broke you know, I know over that the weekend. That is really killed things for a lot of people me i, I just go to the, to the athletic yeah, yeah twitter broke so bad I, I went to an actual website i was on the athletic.com reading <laughs> nba right. news it was great um the uh the kings had a good summer right the kings, i'm not so sure about that i i think a few of their moves are are good but some of them and i always come across like i'm hating on a team that that had yeah. one good season when i say this but harrison barnes coming back Great. Trey Lyles, I mean, that's a that's a great guy to bring back for, for them. Okay. The bonus deal, I just am like, wow, man, you're in a rush to lock that money up. What does it look like in a year? I just you're locked into what you are, and yeah. it's a great story. And I think this team is built, you know, I think these players are are going to improve. They could even be better than they were last year. But ah, it's a rough, that one's a rough one, but you, you kind of have to do it. You're Sacramento. Like 
you can't not lock him up and, and risk losing him next year. So I totally understand, you know, the machinations behind it. It's just not my favorite thing. But that being said, running it back is great for them because they are yeah. going to be better. I mean, year two with Mike Brown. I mean, I, I'm excited for them to, to start the year. Uh, do you disagree with me there? Well, I, I, I'm or as not far disagree. as I'm as far like, as the value of Sabonis, I'm not sure. Uh, like, well, like how that's going to work. I, I was like most people incredibly underwhelmed by his postseason, and I was like, yeah. oh, does this not work in the playoffs? Maybe that's not fair. Like when you're going up against Draymond and the Warriors, who've been there before and are great at defense. Like I, 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 I thought them keeping Harrison Barnes was good value. I like the fact that they picked up Sabonis's friend Duarte for essentially nothing, just another depth piece. Let's see what happens. And like their options are open. All of these deals, I think will be movable if they, if they need to move them. Um, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they paid too much to like um, just dump the Rashawn Holmes contract. They eventually gave, they gave away the draft rights to Omax prosper. Maybe they would have picked somebody else in the first round. Um, Maybe it's the hot dogs talking. I didn't do my didn't do my, my homework on the, the on the spot trying to pick the best off season. It's feel. I mean, the Suns thing. All right, I do see everyone praising the Suns. I think the Eric Gordon signing was amazing. I think Keita Bates' job was gotten for a very good price. But also, when I look at the guys they got, I'm like, those players aren't going to be in the rotation for most teams. You know, like they they did successfully sign basically every eleventh man. And I don't yeah. know if when you put that together, that's like, oh, this is a title bench. You know, clearly they're top heavy. Clearly they have right. uh, this incredible, they hope, big four. I still have like, all right, we all love you to Watanabe, but like he was getting DNPs on a mediocre team. I know they had a lot of, pretend. I know the Nets had a lot of wings, but like he, he's not going to play on every team. Don't tell me they won the offseason because they got, you know, like Utah and, but he does well Chimizzi in the algorithm, too. right? He okay, does yeah. really well in the algorithm. So we have to talk about him. Uh, it's sort of like, you know, Shaq Harrison got waved again and Shaq yeah. Harrison is a fine player and he right. gets signed a lot. And we yeah. go through this whole thing every single time. And I, I hate that it's Shaq Harrison. Cause I actually really like Shaq Harrison. I think he's a good yeah. player. Um, but we go through this thing all the time where these guys, they sign and then, then it get released and we're like, wow, he's a, that guy, he's a player. He's a player. He just needs a chance. Right. There's a rhyme and a rhythm to why these things happen. And, and so, you know, I, I, I think I'm with you on Phoenix. Whereas if these guys, again, they have very little to do. Their jobs are going to be yeah. play defense, run hard, shoot when you're open. And that's about it. And so when you can put a player into that sort of box, you you I think you actually increase their ceiling a little bit because they, they have less stuff to worry about. These are not going to be your decision makers. So with the playmaking they've got, maybe these guys are actually just higher level role players that than we're giving them credit for because you know we've never seen them play with guys of this level. I mean, I think it's a fascinating team building exercise. And I think it's something that we'll be able to look at throughout the season and say, huh. This is this is kind of an interesting angle, and especially given the new second apron tax concerns and and that things of that nature, you may have a team that looks more like this, where it is just three guys getting paid and a bunch of minimum guys. And how do you build a team that way? It's going to be young guys, old guys, and castoffs. And you know, is that good enough? Is your top two, top three 
you know, a big enough rising tide to to raise the left rest of those guys. So I think at a minimum, it is fascinating what, what they're doing. Oh, um, of course. Yeah, of course. No, I, I appreciate them doing it. I yeah. think I'm more of a doubter of that, like it's all going to work. I mean, you need those connective pieces. You need the guys who dive on the floor and get deflections and guard. It can't just be... Um, I'm going to create a good look on offense every single time. I mean, this is, this goes back to like the basketball um, philosophy where it's like the Suns last year when I believe when Booker and KD were on the court, the Suns had like a, a 120 something offensive rating in the regular season and in the postseason. And I'm like, well, that's amazing. Can that get much better? Like, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like, like, like you're telling me if you add Beal, okay, they're not going to have a 134 offensive rating. Maybe, but I say, I don't think so. I think, I think the 120 is becomes kind of the easier though. Yeah. I mean, and, and we've talked about this on Nerder, uh, Seth, me, Seth and Mo have talked about this where yeah. there is probably an upper limit, a ceiling on whatever your offensive efficiency can be. Um, that's an interesting angle because I think what it does is it's not going to be you know a, a 130 offensive rating but the, the 120 is just easier to get to the guys yeah. are going to be able to expend less effort i mean the biggest thing that the suns are going to have to do this year is minutes load for kd like that is the number one priority for this team in the regular season it's not they're going to develop chemistry those guys that that'll happen through playing but i think that he he needs to be on a load management plan at this point in his career considering how he you know he keeps picking up these injuries uh ever since coming back from the achilles it's kind of been rough in and out of the lineup they need him come playoff time to be as close to 100% as they can so like yeah. that th- that's where the the lack of depth is going to be a problem they need and kd so- in that 34 35 minutes a game uh you know range I- instead of 40 you know, this is not LeBron where the 40 minutes feels like 30 because he does things the way he and does. So I mean, KD is, that's a high effort. I, I, gr- I agree with game. you. And I think one of the problems is for like the guys they brought in, it's like, they're still pretty light in the front court. It seems like, and like, if Katie's your four, who is going to soak up those minutes? And I don't know if it's um, like they, they, they lost Tory Craig. Good job. Chicago bulls seem like a, a nice signing there, but like, Maybe maybe Utah is actually going to play a lot of minutes. Like maybe Keita Bates Jop is going to raise that career win percentage by a he lot. He could start, and so he could start. Yeah, yeah. Um, like a three or four type thing. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't think Aiton and Eubanks can play together. I'm trying to think of Drew, Drew Eubanks. I'm trying to. I'm trying to wonder who's going to sop up those regular season minutes where we can rest Beal, or we can just know that Beal is going to be out for 20 games. But also, we want Durant to maybe just take take it easy. And I go back to the the um the offensive rating thing from last year. Like they had an amazing offensive rating in the playoffs with KD and Booker on the court, and they lost those minutes. Like they 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 lost the minutes. They had a negative net rating when those two guys were on the court because they ran into a Denver Nuggets team. It's like, oh yeah, you want to have a one twenty eight offensive rating? Yeah, we can do that. Um, and so like, who's gonna get stops for him? But uh. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green. D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. 
Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Dave, I think before we uh, we wrap this up, it Let's is Summer it. League week. We got to do it. And I'm going to Summer League. You live at Summer League. I, listen, it's my favorite week of the year, 10 days, whatever. Uh, of course, I do the sports business classroom uh, at Las Vegas Summer League. So yeah. I, I'm there the whole time in the bowels of, of the gym. I don't actually get to see a ton of basketball when I'm there, but I get to see all my friends and all that. So we thought it would be fun yeah. to give some of our insider tips and tricks for Summer League in case you're going – um, but also some of the stuff to look forward to. I mean, you know, Victor Wembanyama. I, I think he's probably only going to play a couple of games. You know, a lot of the big name guys are not going to play the whole time anyway. But, you know, it seems like we're going to get uh, San Antonio versus Charlotte and San Antonio versus Portland. So we get the the number one versus number two, obviously, Brandon Miller. Uh, we got to see him a little bit um, in the California Classic. So maybe it won't be as big of a deal to see Brandon Miller, but that'll be Victor Wimanyama's debut and that game is going to be insane in that house Keith it's going to be great it's going to be amazing I mean the yeah will it be bigger than the Zion game so the Zion game was huge and of course if you don't know Zion played one summer league game in Las Vegas he got hurt left it early and then there was an earthquake which ended the night um uh, Amazing encore. Um, it was very dramatic. I experienced it, did not enjoy it. I don't want to feel that feeling again. It was very bizarre. <laughs> I was not in the building. I left. And odd. Yeah, you get out people. of these crowded games. I was, you know, the most crowded game ever in my memory, and I've been going for almost a decade. There was a Lakers-Sixers game where it was like Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart and Zubach, and then it was like, was it Ben Simmons and TJ yeah, they McConnell? Had the nose, it was like the process. The nosebleeds were open and full. It was incredible. It was 100% packed to the ceiling of fans. And that was the first time at Summer League I'd seen the entire Thomas and Mac, this UNLV's, like their home gym, full giant college basketball arena was packed. And there was a D'Angelo Russell ice water in the veins celebration. That thing was, I mean, it was. It was the energy of a high school gym, it felt like. It felt more like March Madness college basketball. I mean, I've been in some loud playoff NBA games, but, like, this was different because you didn't have as much generated entertainment stuff going on, so it felt more organic, and it was madness. And I do think Wimby against Scoot, I mean, it would help if one of them was on a Lakers team because right. of the close proximity to Las Vegas, and there's a lot of Lakers fans there. But I do think Wimby against Scoot is going to be outrageously uh, exciting, very populated. I think, I will say, I don't think it's going to be Zion. I think Zion is too much of a, I mean, he was a social media superstar by this point. I don't, Wimby is exciting, but I don't think he's hit that where it's all the Instagram users and like, it's more of a curiosity where Zion was just like a show where it's like, we got to see the dunks. We got to see. And also college over. basketball is actually yeah. still important. I mean, that it, probably it, is believe too. it or not. I mean, college basketball does kind of build these guys up, but um, Keith, we 
thought we'd give some insider tips and tricks. So insider so, tips. So I would say, Dave, related to if you're going mm-hmm. and you have a ticket for Wimby against Scoot, it's general admission. By the way, if you haven't bought your ticket yet, I would say you should probably buy your ticket. That's going to sell right out. now. That day of Summer League will sell out if it's not already sold out right now. I don't know. But like one key to Summer League is, you know, obviously going with buddies is better. So you can save seats. Saving seats is key. If you don't go with buddies, you can make buddies. Okay. That's true. You guys, you're at basically NBA Comic Con. Everyone there is probably as nuts about basketball as you are. You could go up to somebody wearing a jersey you think is pretty funny, strike up a conversation. It is not weird at NBA Summer League to when you go up to somebody to say your Twitter handle. It breaks the ice. Yeah, listen, I've I've gone to Summer League, but hey, my name's Keith. Uh, fast break break on Twitter, and it's like, oh, there's an immediate something uh, like a moment of recognition, and it's better than not doing it. And like somebody walks away later, and you'd be like, hey, did you know that was Dave before? Like, oh, you from Twitter? That you know? So like, go ahead, share your Twitter handle. It's fine. Um, meet people, but buddy up. Cause like, listen, you're going to want to get those Wimby scoot seats early in the day, early in the day. You're going to, you're like, you got to scope out your spot and then you're going to take bathroom trips. You're going to go get your refreshments. You, you got to trade in and out, but Hey, can you watch my seat? That's a good way to make friends. So like, I don't know if you've had this experience, Dave, cause you've been an in like, uh- I've been an outsider and an insider and an outsider. I, I go back and forth. Sometimes I don't have a credential. Like I got to just make it up, but like, that's been my experience. Got to find friends and or new friends to save the seats. I've only ever done summer league from the inside. I've never okay. done it as a, as a fan in the stands. Um, so my, my tips are more like there's a dairy queen there. Oh, there is a dairy queen there on the concourse. It's in the busiest part of the gym. It always yeah. has the longest line food situation in the gym can be rough, especially on the days that it's busy. So you want to eat beforehand. <laughs> you want to eat beforehand and hydrate. You might want to eat beforehand. You might want to hydrate. I, I will say if you need calories, I, I'm not getting any kickback from the smoothie guy, but the smoothie guy is the best value. You can get a nice fruit smoothie for like eight bucks, which I'm telling you, when you see the price of the chicken fingers, you're going to consider that a good value. <laughs> also, if you're there without a credential and maybe you want to have a good time, you're looking for adult beverages. Uh, the smoothie will spike your smoothie. Again, the best value price, the cheapest price. I believe you can get a double for, uh, I believe it's $15 for a double fruit smoothie with a little wow. kick. Um, it's not bad. The Dairy Queen long line, probably your best food option. But again, if you've never gone to MA Summer League, you don't even need to order from the Dairy Queen. Just people watch at the Dairy Queen. This is the most important Dairy Queen in the world. You will it's- see... It's the concourse between the two gyms. You will see Hall of Famers, current NBA players. You will see UFC fighters. You will see NFL players. You will see like Floyd Mayweather. Everybody. You'll stand there. You'll be like, is that Michael Rappaport? Yes. Is that Isaiah Thomas? Yes. Is that, is that Dikembe Mutombo? I think so. Yeah, there's yes. Dikembe Mutombo getting a blizzard. With Festus Azili. Yeah. You also, they put the there, merch there. Walking around, you're like, is Woj having an upside down cone? Yes, he is. <laughs> It's a the, it's a good people watching spot. Um, it is very very busy. I will say also, when you're making your bathroom runs, there are lots of bathrooms. You yeah. don't have to use the crowded ones right by walk all the way around. Go to the is it called the heart attack grill? Did I make that up or is that a nope, joke? No, that's it. It's literally called the heart attack grill. 
There's literally an emergency defibrillator station right beside it. I don't know if they were named for each other, but there's also a bathroom back there with so many stalls. If you need maybe a stall, walk around the concourse, help yourself out there. Uh, much less crowded. No way. Uh, Keith, what else you got on your list? I like you really are kind of uh, low key. You understand moving around summer league as well as anybody. You got to snake in and out of these gyms. Sometimes there's lines. You got to plan ahead. I will say the big games, they try to put them in the big gym. Mm -hmm. The best energy is in the small gym. That's the, best. the one that always feels like a high school basketball game, uh, which it, it just, it, you know, the other gym feels like an NBA game, kind of, or, yeah. or a big college basketball game because there's less going on. But that, I do, I love watching games in the small gym. If you get so close to the action, and so, yeah, you're not going to see like they do stack the deck for the yeah. big gym. So you're not going to get huge games, but you can see a lot of guys that that were lottery picks in the small gym. And to me, that's the best viewing experience that you can get as a basketball fan. If you want to just it's a little bit quieter, like there's not as many people, but you can hear everything. You're 20 feet from the court at, at, in the worst seat. And that's pretty incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. And it's just the opportunity, one, to watch the stars, the NBA stars of the future and these lottery picks in, again, like this high school gym setting. You're so close. And this is also a crucial point of this. If you are, say, I don't know, an influencer, a content creator, if you're out there hustling, if you're going to Summer League to hustle, you're looking for the viral clips, you're trying to make the social media impact, you're trying to boost your follower numbers, the small gym is where you want to be because you're closer. Your clips will look so much better. So listen, Scoot and Wimby are playing in the big gym. Your videos aren't going to be as good. Everyone else is going to be chasing those highlight impressions. Go over to the Cox, the small gym. You're going to get an awesome highlight of like Asar Thompson ripping the rim off, off the, you know, the basket. And that one's going to do numbers. That one's going to give you your social media cred. So if you're there trying to hustle too and enjoy the games, uh, highly recommend uh, posting up in the small gym. What's your favorite restaurant in Vegas, Keith? I don't know if I have one. Um, that's a great question. Do you have any advice? I sometimes, I, I splurge on the lodging, cheap out on the food. So I don't know if that's the proper way to do it. Um, I just go I to dinner. I just go to dinner with whoever's taking me. So... I you I need to get on that. I need to get on that, uh, that 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 little trip. There is a place really close to um, UNLV that I believe is called Beer and Tacos. Like that's Pretty the good. name of it. They serve Pretty beer and good. tacos, and uh, conveniently located, uh, gives you what you need uh, after the long day at the gym. So uh, shout out Beer and Tacos if that in fact is your actual restaurant name. Yeah, that's it. Uh, all right, that's gonna do it for this summer league tips and tricks and the free agency conversation uh, for Keith Ferris. I'm Dave DeFore. And this has been the daily ding on the athletic NBA show. Everybody enjoy summer league. See you there. Ding, ding.